0: Discover the Mediterranean secret to optimal health and longevity with GMT-23 Greek Mountain Tea from Terry Naturally. These capsules are stronger than a cup of brewed tea and support overall health, including liver health, digestion, and cognitive function. Now, for the first time ever, this botanical is available in supplemental form in the United States. Find GMT-23 Greek Mountain Tea at your local health food store or terrynaturivitamins.com.
1: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Singer, songwriter, and actress China Phillips Baldwin was born to musicians John and Michelle Phillips of the famed 60s group The Mamas and the Poppets, and she is one part of the iconic pop trio Wilson Phillips, with number one hits in the 90s such as Hold On and Release Me. But in, ni- in 2019, Chyna fulfilled her dream of starting her own Christian YouTube channel entitled California Preachin'. And California Preaching" captures her daily honest walk of faith. And during the pandemic, the channel started to grow more and more in subscribers. And her videos often feature her husband of 25 years, actor Billy Baldwin, in a segment they refer to as Chili, China, and Billy. And in 2022, China began California Healing, a weekly live meeting that offers a support system for women on their faith journey and includes ongoing group chats and reading the Word Together. And California healing continues to grow as more and more women are finding healing and community. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hold on. So, let's welcome the delightful and inspiring China Phillips Baldwin to the show. Welcome, China. What
2: an introduction. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Ward.
0: Hey, I'm well, hello to you. And, uh, well, I want to kick this off for all of the Wilson Phillips fans out there because. You come from a very famous musical family. Uh, How did Wilson Phillips come together?
1: Oh,
2: that's a very loaded question. Um, Well, it would take a while to tell the whole story, but I will give you the encapsulated version so basically, Carney and Wendy and myself, we all grew up together. We've known each other since we were infants. Our fathers used to play basketball together, of course, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys and my father, John Phillips of um, Moms and Papas. And <clears throat> my mother, Michelle Phillips, used to hang out with Brian Wilson's wife, Marilyn Wilson. So when they started having children, they would meet at the basketball courts at the local high school and the boys, Brian and John. Would play basketball and the girls would just sit on a blanket with snacks with the babies and that was me Carney, and wendy and um when we were about two or three years old we started performing together we just started singing together and you know charging people way too much money to come see our little shows that would take place on the mantle like you know like on the the edge of the fireplace right there and we would sing and uh dance and write songs together and this went on until we were in our teens and then one day we started singing fleetwood back together and the eagles and we started harmonizing and marilyn wilson walked in i'll never forget she walked in on that fateful fateful day and she said girls what are you doing and we said we're we're just singing together and She said, you guys need to start a group. That's a really, really unique sound. So we ran from there and, you know, yeah, created Wilson Phillips. I mean, there's so much more to the story, Doctor. But we could uh, (laughs) could spend days on that.
0: (laughs) Well, how did the first record contract come about?
2: So we had four songs written. We had Hold On. Release Me, You're In Love and Impulsive. So we had those four songs. We did not write Impulsive, but we did write the other three. And so we were shopping those around to different record companies and everyone was really excited about signing us, which was great. But um, there was one record company in particular called SBK Records and SBK Records what the CEO was Charles Koppelman. And if you know anything about Charles Koppelman, he's kind of like this, you know, trailblazing pioneer guy that just like started a bunch of different companies. He's had tremendous success. And so he just wanted to take his hand into music and see how it would go. He's, he's always got like a large cigar hanging out of his mouth. Um, God bless his soul. He did pass away uh, last year, I believe. but. Yeah. So he just really was very determined to sign Wilson to sign Wilson Phillips. So um, he kind of made it an off, made it an offer we couldn't refuse. And we just and he really believed in the music as well. So we just kind of, you know, threw our bodies over and our heart followed later, we just were like, Okay, let's just go with this and see what happens. And, yeah, it turned out to be a great decision. He, he, he did a lot of great things with our, our music and with our careers.
0: Well, you know, one of the rarest things that, I, that I've uh, seen in music or even heard in music is that we don't hear a lot of harmony anymore. And yeah. I think probably the BGS are probably one of the biggest, most known when it comes to harmony. Uh, then you guys came along. And I think today in modern day, the only one that even comes to mind now is a Little Big Town. And they're in country um, and, and probably like you, they don't need instruments to sing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love harmony so much. I mean, it's just in my, it's in my bones and Carney, I didn't know much about harmony. Actually, I've heard it my whole life, but I didn't know how to sing harmony and Carney Wilson sat me down a couple of times and she was like, you're going to learn harmony and you're going to learn it now. And, so she did. She just really gave me like an intensive tutorial on harmony and God bless her. I learned how to do it, but then it didn't really end up serving as much because serving us much because I was the middle. And, you know, most of the time and Carney was the low and Wendy was the high. So I never really got to sing much harmony anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that last year, uh, all three of you appeared on the Masked Singer. What was that experience like?
2: I, it was claustrophobic. Let's just put it that way. I mean, you've got this gigantic mask on and you've got this tiny little screen and you have to hold the mic up to the screen and project enough so that it comes through the mask and you're wearing literally like a 75 pound costume and we were the lambs. And so all of us were wearing these lamb costumes. I mean, they were actually, you know, very beautiful beautiful very uh, intricate costumes and absolutely beautifully I mean I have to hand it to the costume designers they did a great job Um, but yeah we had so much fun doing the mass singer it was great
0: well how often do all three of you perform together
2: so it usually averages out to about eight shows a year now Uh, it used to be 20 25 Um, But, you know, there's nine children between the three of us. And I think that all of us just sort of went into a season into our lives where we just felt like we needed to slow down the train a little bit. After Bridesmaids blew up and we were in that movie, the phone was just ringing off the hook. So we sort of just kind of rode that wave and went on a bunch of different um, tours and, and did a bunch of concert dates. But, you know, right now, it's been nice to sort of take a break. We love each other very much, but the breaks are nice, too.
0: Well, is there any plans for a future album?
2: I mean, right now, to be honest, no. There's no plans for a future album. Because, honestly, touring, people don't understand how much goes into touring. You know, it is exhaustivating. <laughs> and It is uh, really one of those things where you start, you kind of scratch your head while you're on the road. Like, is it really worth being away from my family? Is it really worth, you know, all of this traveling and how tired I am? I mean, to be on stage and to sing is exhilarating and to connect with your fans that way is exhilarating. Um, But the day in and the day out grind of it is really not fun and it is for me even more excruciating because of the fact that i struggle with some you know uh, fibromyalgia issues and i've got you know I'm a, I'm a lyme disease survivor so for me anything can trigger the autoimmune so i have to be extraordinarily careful about the commitments that i make
0: yeah that that makes sense and uh But at the same time, you're still reaching out to thousands, or I should say tens to hundreds of thousands of people through your YouTube channel, California Preaching. What inspired you to start this channel?
2: Well, I had always wanted to be in ministry, and I'd always wanted to do things uh, for the Kingdom of God, but I just didn't know where to begin. It was just sort of like this intimidating feeling where I was just like, Lord, if you want me to do something, I'm more than happy to do it and willing to do it. It just has to feel congruent with, you know, my vibe. Like my, you know, I I felt like I didn't want to do anything that was, you know, sort of like against sort of my natural instinct, you know what I mean? Like I really wanted it to be authentic. And I, I feel like that word is overused, but I really did want it to feel right. And I didn't want to feel counterfeit. So I just kept telling God, like, you know, if you want me to go to the front lines in Africa, if you want me to build a church, if you want me, just show me. I'll do anything. Just I just wanted to feel authentic. And so I kept hearing YouTube channel, YouTube channel. And I was like, what the? What in the world? That can't be right. YouTube channel. I didn't know anything about YouTube, I didn't even watch YouTube. So I asked my um, assistant at the time, Tyler Wells, I was like, I keep hearing from God that I'm supposed to start a YouTube channel. And he was like, oh, well, I have a YouTube channel. I said, you do? He said, yeah, he said, I post all the time onto my YouTube channel. And he said, and you know, I know how to edit really well too because I went to school for it. So if you wanted to make some videos, I could help you edit them and we could post them. So I really thought that was a very clear sign from God. So I said, let's do it. Let's just, just you know sort of get our feet wet and see how it goes. Well, five years later, I've got you know 85,000 subscribers, or 84. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. And it has been um, a journey, because in the beginning, I was all consumed with like the hair and the makeup, everything just looking just right. And it started to become more of a chore, and it just wasn't fun. And I started getting back pain before we would shoot. And I was like, Tyler, what's going on? And so I started praying about it. And the Lord just said to me, China, you need to stop with all the bells and whistles and you need to take the veil off. And you just need to let people see who you are really and what you're struggling with. And just turn on the camera and start telling the truth. So, not that I wasn't telling the truth before, but I was writing everything out and literally reading out, uh, uh, reading like off of a monitor. And so I got rid of the monitor. I got rid of the lights. I stopped worrying so much about my face and I just turned the camera on and started talking about what I was going through that day, my faith crisis. Um, <laughs> cause there's lots of those. And, um, I started talking about my marriage and, you know, being honest about the difficulties of marriage and being a mom and being a Christian and just really feeling like a counterfeit sometimes. You know, um, so many people don't struggle with believing that God loves them. That's not been my story. I, I really struggle with knowing that God loves me and wants a real vital relationship with me. So it's just been this labor of love. And I guess the proof is in the pudding. People are identifying with it and responding to it and finding comfort in it. And I really just tell people, look, I'm just your friend. I'm just here to walk you home. So we all just walk each other home on California preaching. That's kind of my, my slogan.
0: (laughs) Well, I like the fact that you're just, you're just being you, you're being real, you're being honest. And you know, a lot of Christians today, they're not, they, they, they walk around with a mask on and they're hiding their, their real self behind the mask because, Oh, I'm a believer. I'm supposed to be happy all the time. I'm supposed to be walking in peace. And, and nothing bad ever happens to me, but that's not true. Life is life and life happens. And sometimes it's, it's not a happy one, but, uh, really, that's why we have I Jesus. So,
2: I really, yes. And I really feel a lot of compassion for people who have, um, are sort of in a position of power or like, you know, like a pastor um, or people who write books and, because that's, you know, my, my, uh, how would you say it? I'm just a Jesus influencer. <laughs> that's, that's all I am. I'm just a Jesus influencer. I just go on camera and I just talk about my good days, my bad days, my struggles, and that they thought I'm not a pastor. I don't have to have it all together. I'm really humpty Dumpty, You know, I'm really just trying to put all the pieces back together, to be honest. So, um, but it, it really does feel good it does really feel good to be able to be transparent with people and to not have to have that smile and have it all together. And Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you. And you know, just that, just, just, just doesn't feel, um, that's just not been my experience. And, uh, so again, I really do, uh, pray for people who are in those positions because I feel like sometimes how do you get out of it once you're in it? Once you're in that position of power as a Christian and uh, a, a power of influence and people expect you to be a certain way, I think that's a big problem with the church in and of itself is that these people get thrust into this position of power. And and of course, nobody can live up to it. Nobody can live up to perfection. Of course, there's going to be you know glaring um, character defects that are going to, that are going to that are going to surface. And I, so I feel terrible for people who have to be subjected to that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people today that I've noticed, um, and they won't admit it, uh, they end up following a minister or following their pastor more so than they actually follow the Lord. They would deny it, but sometimes you can tell it, uh, in their actions, but, Uh, I want to touch on a subject with you really, uh, really quick, because one of the things that I learned is that many people, even to this day, still don't know that you are a Christian. They, um, you know, even when I mentioned to mention it in passing to friends, they're like, really? China's a Christian. So when did you find Christ?
2: Yeah, um, so I became a born-again Christian, and, you know, I always feel like I'm growing a tail when I say that, like, born again, but, you know, no, nobody actually is a Christian if they're not born again. You have to be born again. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said it to Nicodemus, you know, you must be born again, and so it gets a really bad rap. That whole born-again thing gets a terrible rap. But truly, you do have to be born again in order to be a Christian. And so I became a born-again Christian um, back in 2001 when I was uh, at my house just— well, actually, I became born again in 2001, but I kind of received Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was 12. But that's a whole other story. But I will tell you about this particular incident. Um, I was at my house, uh, and I was, uh, hosting a Super Bowl party and Stephen Baldwin, Billy's brother showed up and he had with him a couple of our nieces Billy's on, on Billy's side. And they were young. They were like 15, 14, 16. And, um, I was busy watching the Super Bowl, you know, having whatever popcorn when I started to hear something going on in the kitchen that sounded very bizarre. And so I, Kind of moseyed over to the kitchen, and I start hearing prayer. But when I say prayer, I mean it was zealous. And you know, I I peeked in, and Stephen and Kenya—that's Stephen's wife—had their hands over my nieces, and they were praying over them in the spirit. And I was just like, "What in the world is this?" And I just kept watching, like kind of from the side. And then I just heard Jesus say to me, like. Go into the kitchen and tell Stephen that whatever they are doing to them that you would like him to do to you. And I was like, oh, no, 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 this is crazy. So I go into the kitchen and I just said, Stephen, I want you to pray over me the same way that you're praying over them. And he, his eyeballs literally popped out and he was like, are you sure? And I said, yes, I'm sure. And he was stunned. And it wasn't that I was against the Bible or Christianity. It was just that I kind of had no interest. I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's your thing. Great. You're toting your Bible everywhere. I'm happy for you. Good if it works for you, that's fantastic. So um, I sat down and they started praying in the spirit over me. And something really remarkable happened. I felt a holy scan take place. It was as if I was just being cleansed from head to toe, like being made white as snow. And I knew, I knew without a shadow of doubt, that it was God and I knew that it was the Holy Spirit. And it was a very similar experience to what had happened to me when I was 12 years old, when I stole the chocolate milk off the cafeteria cart and the cafeteria girls at my school asked me if I wanted to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior because I had stolen the milk, which is actually hysterical. But um, so the Holy scan happened and I, became paralyzed in the spirit. I couldn't speak. I didn't want to speak. I had no desire to speak. I just wanted to stay in this experience that I was having. It was so supernatural, and it was so overwhelming, and it was so pure, and it was so holy. And so after I read the salvation card, the, the girls just kind of looked at me, and they were like, hello? Are you OK? How are you there? And I just kind of went like this and they laughed and they walked out of the bathroom. Um, Oh, I'm talking that eh. you might want to edit that. Cause that might be confusing. So <laughs> after fully scan with Steven and Kenya, I felt that holy, that, that holiness, that, that peace of Christ. I felt that supernatural feeling of conviction that I was a sinner and that I needed God's covering. I needed Jesus's blood covering. I needed to call him as my personal savior. I needed to call on him. And so literally it was just like over, you know, a spontaneous momentary conversion. And I went out into the front of my house where we had a Buddha and I just duct taped it and I rolled it into a a blanket and I, Threw it into the garage, and I just said, "I am done with anything that is not of Jesus." And it was pretty powerful. <laughs> and ever since then, I've just been snowballing in my faith, just growing and increasing. I've had a couple of backslides, like you know everybody else, you know, where I've dabbled in things I probably shouldn't have, and then God corrected me and gave me the holy slap, and I came back, and, you know, onto the Jesus wagon, but yeah um for the most part it has just been the most extraordinary most fulfilling most uh soul satisfying experience and the reason for that is because jesus truly is god and the reason for that is because jesus um is the great comforter and deliverer and so now to me i just wake up in the morning and i look in the mirror and i go check because I've already done the most important thing there is to do in life. I've already accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Everything else I do in the day is just icing on the cake because I've already done the most important thing. So I always remind people, like, if you're having a bad day, have you remembered to, like, do the check, you know, the check exercise? Because you've already done the the only thing that actually matters. Um, and so.
0: I could go on and on about this before. Well, no, I mean, no, because the fact, you know, the thing when I'm listening to you talk, and a lot of people need to realize this for God to move, we have to move first. That's what faith is it's trusting in Him, whatever we're believing for, whatever we're believing to do. But when it comes to salvation, we have to take that first step to receive. And for you, to re, to receive his voice so quickly and instead of you standing there arguing with God you stepped out and told Stephen I want that same type of prayer on me now and God took it and ran
2: he was he was pretty direct i mean he was pretty direct and you know i always tell people because a California healing is something I know we're about to talk about, but I just wanted to say that like in California healing, which is my women's ministry, I'm always telling the ladies, you know, it's about the encounter. It's about having an encounter with God because until you have that encounter, you can talk with somebody until they're blue in the face about Jesus, but they need to have their own personal encounter with God. And so it's true that we have to take that step, but there's no way that we could even take that step if we weren't prompted. So if you're sensitive to the prompting, then you can take that first step, but you've got to be sensitive to the prompting because that prompting is there, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So let's say, you're really into new age and you're seeking. You know, a person who's in new age, they're seeking, they're looking for the answers, they're looking for God. So, you know, people poo poo it, but at least they're on a journey, you know what I mean? At least they're on a faith journey trying to figure out who God is. And so there's there, there's there's different levels of prompting. And so I think it's like, let's take for instance, somebody maybe who's practicing um, Buddhism, okay? if they're practicing Buddhism, it's not that it's such a horrible, bad thing. It's just that Jesus is the source and everything else is truly just a resource. And so like, I'm not telling anybody to practice Buddhism. I'm just saying like, that is a way to get centered. You know, like people people might use Buddhism to get centered and people might use it to um, learn more about themselves and to be able to get closer to God. It's just that, you know, they're, they're on the right path, but they've just drifted onto a path that's not going to lead them to the one. Well, path.
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's like saying, uh, uh, I'm doing yoga so I can uh, get centered and, and find peace. But the thing is, is Jesus is, you know, his is the only grave that's empty.
2: His is the only grave that is empty. I love love that. That is so true. And, well, you know, I mean, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And so that's why we have to keep talking about it and being like little Jesus influencers, because who could blame somebody who's never heard the gospel? You can't blame somebody for being on the wrong tra- wrong track if they've never truly heard the gospel. And sometimes you got to hear things a few times before it actually lands on solid soil on good soil like what the bible says you know it'll land on rocks or you know it'll get withered away or it'll get washed away or whatever that bible scripture says but you know uh, it's it's got to be a seed that lands in good soil for it to germinate so you know i just pray that that i'm able to help people hear the gospel in a way so that that seed gets planted in in fertile
0: soil <laughs> well you're doing something you know and you know when we when we become believers in christ we have to be what i what i what i like to say is be ready be willing be available and say lord send me because we're going to be able to reach people that many churches won't be able to reach because we're outside those walls so you started california preaching how did California Healing get started?
2: Well, I was able to parlay California Healing out of California preaching. So I'm so grateful to God that I had that, you know, foundation that I had that platform in place because this never would have happened if I didn't. And so basically I was going through the dark night of the soul myself. I was having very, very rough few years. My best friend died in my arms and my son was diagnosed with stage four cancer. He's okay now. Thank you God. Um, my husband and I went through like the Titanic of all fights in our marriage, and I wasn't sure we were going to make it. And um, I was just in a very, very, and then just sprinkle a little COVID on top of all of that. You know, I was just in a dark place, and I just needed a support group, but I didn't have it. I didn't have a great support group, and. I'd even gone to churches and joined Bible studies, but I just wasn't feeling that desperate, quiet desperation that I was having. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna start praying about this and see what Jesus has for me. So I just diligently went into prayer and I just kept hearing a uh, format, format, make a format okay, so like your dream format. What would your dream format be for a woman's support group? So I just wrote out my personal dream format. And then the Lord said, there it is. Make it. They will come. Build it, and they will come. And so I launched California Healing, and it started off with just like six women, eight women. And we had our first meeting, and it was beautiful, and I just— wept after the meeting, because I was like, wow, Lord, you really blessed me. But I never could have imagined what it has now uh, grown into. It is um, 80 women going strong. And there are four different groups. We have Genesis, Revelation, Promises and Identity. And um, Promises is launching... September 9th, Saturday, September 9th. Uh, By the time this airs, it may have already launched. But anybody who's interested in joining the group can, if they go to the link provided that Dr. Ward Bond is going to put here in the description. So if you are interested, please fill out the interest form and um, you can pop in free to any one of our meetings to see if it's something that feels congruent you know, with your beliefs and, and what you might want to do. Um, so we want to give you that opportunity. And yeah, so California Healing, it's it's small groups. So it's 25 women in each group. And then we have a Bible study facilitator and we have Ajo Ramsey doing the Word out of London. It's a live Zoom call. We have um, share time, we do uh, communion, and we also have one testimony, my favorite part personally. In every single meeting, one lady will share her testimony. It is a woman's uh, ministry. Sorry, dudes, but Billy's working on it. I'm praying on it. I'm praying on it, and I believe Billy will have a men's ministry one day. Um, But, yeah, so it is really great. And then we're also on a WhatsApp thread all week long, so we're staying in touch. And then we have things called the Pray Slay, where we're praying for each other once a week. And then we have the Word Feast, which is a – Thirty minutes of reading the word out loud to one another. There's 20 women on this call every single single morning, at least, and we do the word feast and we do 15 minutes out of the Old Testament, 15 minutes out of the New, and then we have prayer and share time after. But that's not, n- none of it is 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 mandatory. You know, if you feel like you want to do it, great. If you want to stay on for 10 minutes, great. If you want to pop on for 20, the only thing that's we really do encourage people to do is the is the weekly Zoom. So that we can just keep anchored that way. But there are just so many different uh, tentacles to California healing. And I'm just super, super pumped up about it. I feel like it's kind of trailblazing, finding new ways for Christian women to stay uh, connected and to be able to be filled with the word every single day.
0: And we have to be, and you know, that's the thing. And and I love the fact that you really went head first into all of this. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it was the funny because this morning I was reading where, you know, Jesus walked on the water and as all the disciples were in the boat, the only one that truly didn't show instant fear was Peter. And he said, Lord, allow me to come, you know, to step out on the water with you. And he said, come. And, and in a way you, you did that. You stepped out of the boat And that's all, and that's what the Lord is just looking for. He's looking for willing souls to reach other souls to add to the kingdom of God. And a lot of people need to realize, especially if you're a believer, the Bible's there for a reason, and that and that reason is to read it. Uh, You know, today uh, in the in the church community, church going Christians only twenty percent actually read their Bible. That means there's eighty percent of them. Walking around either with it in their hand when they go to church or on their smartphone, but they never read it. And then they wonder why uh, maybe their prayers aren't getting answered. Maybe they're not getting the answers. They're wondering what's wrong with their life because the life manual is right there in front of you and they're not picking it up and reading it. But you're inspiring women to do that on a daily basis. And that is absolutely not only miraculous, it's phenomenal.
2: Oh, thanks. I appreciate you saying that, and I like the you know the water analogy, the getting out of the boat. Because I heard a great quote: "If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat." And so that's what I've been trying to do. But you know, there's so many distractions, Ward, and it's like no wonder people aren't picking up their Bibles. You know, we have these phones in our hands, and you know, there's just always another news media thing and outlet going on. And then we have children, and you know, so. I try to remember no condemnation in Christ Jesus because, you know, look, sitting down to find time to read the Bible is hard and it's not going to just manifest itself. It's not going to, you know, you, we do have to be intentional and we do have to say, okay, I'm going to wake up 15 minutes early so that I can get my Bible time in or. I'm going to get on the word feast on California healing and I'm going to listen to it for 30 minutes and read along. Or um, I'm going to call a friend and I'm just going to say, hey, let's read the Bible together for 10 minutes out loud. I mean, there's something very powerful about reading the word out loud. And the thing is, is that the word of God is actually soul food. It is the food you need to survive. And so we do need that nourishment. So when we're not getting that, nourishment, you know, we're just shriveling up and getting more and more dehydrated. And we need to go to the well of living water to get to get that hydration that we're looking for. And you know, we go into Bible deserts. That's what happens.
0: It, and, it it's true because I tell people and sometimes I even say it to the Lord sometimes, the word of God is living water. Mm-hmm. The word of God is a lamp upon our feet. Um uh, it is our daily bread uh, it is the word never returns void and a lot of people are like you know I just don't know what to do about this or that and probably about three months ago the the Lord impressed upon me one morning and he goes do you notice something wrong here and and I said like what do you mean and the Lord goes when you wake up in the morning you're not actually putting me first. And I went, what do you mean? that The first thing I do in the morning is my devotions. He goes, no, you're searching the internet and basically telling yourself you're trying to wake up before you do the devotion. So I need you to flip that. So three months ago, I would walk into my office and and not even, I wouldn't turn my cell phone on. I don't, uh, the only reason I logged into my computer is so I could bring up, Uh, my my Bible program and my prayer journal. So I have that, but I don't search the news. I don't check email, take nothing. And so when I started putting, giving the Lord, the very, the absolute very first part of the day, things started happening.
2: That's right.
0: I mean, and I'm talking positive things. And now, I'm, I wouldn't do it any other way.
2: Yeah, no, you, you also will get that sensitivity. Like I, I'm very sensitive to that too. I won't pick up my, my phone unless it's absolutely necessary. Uh, And I won't check social media. I won't check any of my numbers or any of this or that. I won't do it until I've had my time with the Lord. And, you know, I'm not going to say that's perfect. Some days are better than others, but. That's my intention, you know, and then you really start to see the harvest. You start to see the harvest and the low hanging fruit. And that's what God wants for us. He does want us to have the harvest and the low hanging fruit. He does want to bless our lives, lives abundantly, you know, but it, it's not like, yeah, we have to be intentional and, and, it's, and it's a dance. It's a dance with Jesus, and you got to participate in that dance.
0: Well, well, yeah, and like you said, it has to be intentional. You know, ladies ah. and gentlemen, if if you're a believer and you're watching China and myself, tell the Lord that you're ready and that you're willing. Uh, and you may tell yourself, "Well, but yeah, but I, but I'm not ready." He's not looking for those that are uh, qualified. He's looking for those who are willing, and then he'll equip you on the way. You know, and that's where faith comes in. And, I and you know, a lot of people will say faith. I think faith part is probably the easier part. The hard part's the trust.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, trusting in God has been a, a, a real process for me because I couldn't trust in anybody growing up. I, I really didn't put a whole lot of trust in many people. So for me to say oh i give you my heart and i just you know you're i'm all yours jesus i'm sold out for you i could say it but did i really mean it that's where that there was testing that came along with that and there continues to be testing that comes along with that because i don't trust very easily and um for me to believe that there's an all-loving god that has his best intention for me and that is um you know, just basically wanting to pour his gifts and his mercy and his goodness out onto me on a daily basis, no matter what my circumstances are. Because I always tell people, look, becoming a Christian doesn't mean suddenly your life is unicorns, rainbows, and cotton candy. It's actually sometimes quite the opposite because you'll get the spiritual attack um, from the enemy. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to believe that there's such thing as darkness. But, you know what, just turn on the evening news and then come back to me. You're going to tell me there's no <laughs> darkness i mean come on let's all just well
0: okay well let's put this in real life perspective okay especially with the way that the lord will work in people's lives and like you said sometimes uh you know and so that people will get saved and praise the lord for that and then they're wondering why the next day sucks sometimes the lord has to break the vessel and then add water, his own, and then start molding you to become a reflection or to become a useful vessel that he can use for his glory. And we have to realize we're made in his image. We are here to be used by him. We are his hands, his feet, uh, his voice, his ears, his eyeballs. We are here to be a reflection of his. And I tell people, allow yourself to be refined like silver, so that the only reflection he sees is himself in you.
2: Yeah, but that restoration can be painful.
0: Yes. After. Yes, it can be. <laughs> and you know, uh, you know, and then and then even with seasoned Christians, you know, they'll say, you know, you know, we'll go through those times that are tough. Well sometimes it's like what I tell people in John, if you read John 15, God's the vine dresser. How do you make a vineyard produce more fruit, you got to prune it. And sometimes the pruning process, well, it can be painful. But the thing is, is we're going to come out the other side better and more fruitful, not just for ourselves, but for him and for the kingdom, because that's what we're here. We're here to add to that kingdom.
2: Amen. I love that. And I get so sad because I know there are so many people out there who feel like I could never do anything for the kingdom of God. What gifts do I have? People are really confused about, what their personal gifts are and how they could contribute. But God promises that all of us have been bestowed with gifts that could serve his kingdom, each and every one of us, you know? So I would always just encourage people to never stop praying about what your gifts are because it's probably like right underneath your nose. It's probably right there. And, you know, you're just, not aware that it's even a gift, uh, because it's just who you are. It's so natural. You're so natural, whether it could be, you know, it could be even hosting and inviting people over to your home. Um, that's a gift that I don't have, you know, that's just not something that I really do. Um, but I, I know that people do have that gift and it's beautiful. So never, never give up on asking God what your personal gift is that he's given you. Yeah. But I want to talk a little bit more if I can about just how powerful this woman's group is, this ministry. Because yes. yes, it is. Changing, it is changing lives. And I know that people throw that around all the time, that terminology. But I just want you guys to know that this is trailblazing. I mean, it is truly something that has it's like new frontiers. Nobody has really ever tapped into how do I stay in touch with my group, my cell group is an awful thing to say, but like my, my intimate 25-lady group, how do I stay in constant comunicado with them throughout the week so that literally I could throw out a prayer flare on WhatsApp and I'll have 10 women just appear on my WhatsApp in real time Real people, real souls turning up on the other end to pray with me and who I can pray for in real time. It's just really awesome. And I think it's groundbreaking. And I don't take any credit for it whatsoever. I give all the glory to God. But I'm so happy and and thankful that I know that if I were to pick up my phone right now and I were desperate to talk with somebody, pray with somebody. I could even call somebody up and say, I have no freaking clue what's going on with me right now, but I'm like a mess. I can't, I don't even know why. I can't even articulate. They would be there on the other end and just listen to me and just say, China, we love you and let's pray. And you're a mess. Yes. And that's okay.
0: (laughs) And And it's okay to be a mess because Jesus is there to clean it up.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, so, t- tell
0: tell uh, give us a testimony or two from someone in your group and how they were blessed by being a part of either California preaching or California healing.
2: Okay. Well, I will tell you that you know with, without without giving last names, you know, there's um one beautiful woman who just shared her testimony yesterday. Her name is Nancy and she um is just now starting to knock on the on the door. And she's just now starting to read her Bible. And she's always, she's never had a problem with Jesus. She's just never asked him truly into her life, right? So now that she has asked Jesus into her heart and into her life, um, she's starting to see things shift. And she's starting to... Experience her true identity, who she truly is in Christ, not in her work, not as a mom, not as a wife, you know, but as Nancy, the daughter of God. Okay, so just that alone has been huge for her. The other thing is that, you know, she was able to share in her testimony that um, her little sister was killed in a car accident when she was only four years old. And Um, that her brother died to suicide just, I think, last year. So everything's, so that's very raw for her. But that's just an example of, like, people are really divulging and sharing very personal things that they've had to walk through in their lives. And they're landing their planes in the safest, most loving holy Spirit activated cocoon that you could ever imagine and so I'm just really excited for the ladies that I've met I personally have 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 gleaned so much just from their stories and their testimonies and their personal walk with God we call that their Jesus journeys um, and I also just feel like I've made such good friends. We all went on a retreat to Ocean City, Maryland last year, and it was like a piece of heaven. One person walks in who you've never met in person. You've only met them on a Zoom, and you're seeing them for the first time. And it's like "Ah!" everyone's screaming and jumping all over each other. And yeah, it was just, it was so beautiful. It almost makes me want to cry because it was just um, an unexpected joy. It, It went better than we could have ever imagined it's just it's you know it's uh it's uh what's the
0: word well you've created such a a very powerful community and it has that true sense of a community
2: past my expectations
0: (laughs) well i'm sure i'm sure it has because uh you know for for those watching and listening uh how can they uh well women how how can women today join California California preaching but also join California healing?
2: So California preaching is my YouTube channel. So basically, you could just go into YouTube and search China Phillips Baldwin, and you will find California preaching. You could probably just put in California preaching, and that'll come up too. It's preaching with a you know an apostrophe. There uh, there is no uh, ing. And so that's my YouTube channel. It's going strong. I post every single Tuesday and I just do one video a week. And sometimes Billy joins in on my videos. And like you said, it's called chili, you know, like abbreviating China and Billy. and then California healing. So if you want to join uh, my YouTube channel, all you do is go to get the YouTube app and Search China Phillips Baldwin and then subscribe to California Preaching. And then if you're interested in joining the California Healing Community, which is my women's ministry, I pray you will take advantage of your one free drop-in, which I would more than love to give you. Um, and like I said, the interest form will be in the description of this video. Right, Ward? Will it be there? Yes. Are, yes. are we putting it on the screen yes, somehow? Yes, we will. Okay. It'll um, be there. Yeah, the link will be there. And also, if you go to CaliforniaPreaching.com, CaliforniaPreaching.com, you will see my merch. You will go to my, uh, my website for California Preaching, and that's all my merch. And um, there, there's also a tab for California Healing, and the interest form can be found there as well.
0: Well, how can people support uh, both of those sites?
2: Well, you're so sweet to ask so i do have a patreon and if anybody wants to support me and my ministry they can um they can just give a donation to patreon it could be a one-time or it could be a weekly or a monthly however anybody wants to do it um and that is again china phillips Baldwin on patreon and then if they wanted to support Uh, Actually, that's the way to support both. Just go to my my Patreon, and perhaps you could put that in
0: the link as well. Wow, China, you are such an incredible blessing. But you are being a great blessing to thousands, I mean, literally tens of thousands and more women. Uh, And we need more people like you.
2: Thank you, Ward. No, we need more people like you. And I think that we just need more people saved. And we just need more people. Billy, you want to say hi? Hi.
0: Oh, hey, that's... Billy, how are you? How, you?
2: how do you get it?
0: Over here. <laughs> there we go. Billy Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I understand you know my friend Robert Marvis?
0: Yes, I do. He is a very fine gentleman, and he speaks very, very highly of you. And, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you will be seeing that interview pretty soon from a m- brand new movie called No Address. And, uh, Billy, we're actually creating a whole uh, week of No Address, so I think we're up to f- four interviews in in that area. And Sorry, hopefully, yeah, and hopefully you'll be coming Sorry, on. Hopefully, the the strike will end soon.
1: Yes, yes. It was a great project. We worked on it in Sacramento and we're uh, have to do some additional photography up there. We're going to go back and do two or three days of photography. We're waiting on a SAG waiver because, you, as you know, we're in the middle of a strike right now. So we need SAG is granting waivers and, and letting people shoot if they're trying to finish a film and, and hit the delivery date. So they're going to let us go back up there. But we, it's the paperwork's backed up. The bureaucracy war, the bureaucracy. And and Marvin knows a lot about that because of his, his uh, relationships with the, with the government.
0: Yeah, and I, it, for President yeah. Trump. I'm sorry, he, the he is the, well, yeah, because he was the probably the best homeless czar there has been. I mean, he's the foremost expert, and at the same time, I've had the opportunity to talk to Jennifer, uh, Patricia, as well as Julia, the director, mm-hmm. and uh, they're trying to work it out to have Xander and you as well to come come on to talk about this incredible powerful project that y'all have done. Yeah,
1: Dan Berkeley, incredible actor. I've worked with him on internal affairs with Richard Gere and Andy Garcia back in nineteen eighty
0: nine. Yeah. Well, incredible. I, well I'm gonna have since both of you are there together, ladies and gentlemen, you've gone you're gonna have to check out a film called Church People where both Billy and China appear together a husband and wife. It is probably one of the best faith based comedies you will ever see. Uh, done it extremely high quality, and, and both of you, I love the film.
2: Thank you. We had so much fun shooting that. Well, there. we
1: were there for a day, we did one funny scene, and it was really kind of cute. And then we had a good time. Is it our first time ever? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, more. He Robert Marvin. I'll let you answer that. Go ahead, Mar- yeah, right. Ro-
0: oh. Yeah, Robert is great. Uh, we, we have text back and forth, and um. I can't wait for to release his interview because his interview is absolutely fantastic, but it's very, very powerful. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a homeless crisis in America and uh, we're about to do something about it. And, uh, but Billy, I've got to, I've got to hand it to you because you have such a wonderful wife. She's fantastic and doing an amazing work.
1: Thank you. You got to hand it to me because it's, it's, it's a whole lot to handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot to handle, let me tell you.
2: Yeah, he has to hear me like all my Jesus per minute. He he has to listen to it all day long. Yeah, well, there's...
1: nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But if, if I were like, you Say know, it. I'm just kidding, I'm now, kidding, I'm kidding. If I kidding. were, you know, if I were, if there was one subject that I was obsessing about and she heard me talking about it. You know that thing in the National and Christian Radio, they have the single Jesus per minute, the more you say Jesus or Christ or Lord, the more your record gets into heavy rotation. And then taught us that when she released her Christian record. Do you, by the way, do you have a topic of her record, about China and Evolve?
0: No, I've actually seen it online, but uh, send me one. It's coming tomorrow,
1: yeah. Okay. And when we were, when she was promoting that record, they talked about Jesus per minute and how the record needed a little bit more Jesus per minute. And, because, and now I tell Sean, like, Chai, your Jesus permitted is like, it's like off the charts right now. It's, like...
2: <laughs> it's true. I'm the first to admit it. No shame though. No, shame, no, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> no no, shame at all. But, uh, wow. You know, both of you make a wonderful, you're, you're a beautiful couple.
2: Thank you. He's very sweet and he's very supportive, very loving, and he's an amazing, amazing partner.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. I've been talking to Marvin because he's in his marriage and his his wife was like, was was whining to me with him standing right there saying, I was talking about my relationship with China. And she was like, kind of, ooh, and on. Ah, so that thought our relationship was sweet. And she's like, You got to teach this guy to be more like that. So I've been giving him little, like, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. I've been whispering in his ear, little, little, little lovely, loving things to do. And he's been he's been texting me back. He's like, It's great. It works. He
0: loves well, he's only been married, what? They've only been married, what, three years? Yeah, he, he's, he, he needed a couple of pointers, but, but we <laughs> yeah. all knew, right? And both of you have been married, what, 25?
1: Our anniversary is on Saturday. Our 28th. Our 28th anniversary. Together,
0: 32. Wow, so so your anniversary is September the 9th? Yes. Mine's on the 19th. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
2: That's so cool.
0: 37. It'll be 37 this year.
2: Amazing. We'll give your wife our love.
0: I will do that. I will do that. I, I I will shock her and say and tell her that uh, China and Billy Baldwin uh, uh congratulate you on thirty seven years. Be married ah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to confess though, I was probably a jerk for the first tw for the first twenty but uh i've been really great for the last 17.
2: <laughs> oh that's very honest of you i love that
0: hey look you know hey sometimes sometimes you have to have the right person come across your path and just tell you how big a jerk you really are and then and and then tell you how that's going to get turned around and then that and like china like you said i mean it's jesus that'll turn it around that's
1: right. you're working in the right direction it's better to be a jerk then and cool down me, it's the opposite. I was really cool down and I'm a little bit of a jerk now. <laughs> I think that would come with like the wear and tear of all those years together. And somehow, you got the memo, and you you turned it around, and you, you, it's probably more romantic now for you than it was in year five. That's my goal. Relationship goals, right there, Ward.
0: That's it. That's Go it. On. And I and you know, it was really funny because I was actually reading. I was finishing up a devotion this morning, uh, talking about the you know the three stranded cord. And it's technically about marriage, you know, husband, wife, and then Jesus is the third. So, uh, yeah, I think it gets better as we get older uh, and it needs to be. So uh,
2: I agree. agree. All right. Well, let's do a proper uh, ending here so that I can take a shower.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, you need to head over. Well, I should say ladies, you need to head over to californiapreaching.com at the bottom of your screen. And join China's ever growing community from there when you go to California preaching on her website it'll have all the links to california healing and look you gotta you gotta get plugged in. I have never seen such a very powerful women's ministry than that of China Phillips Baldwin and join it. look you get together on a weekly basis reading the word, praying for one another you'll always have someone there ready to to lend a hand to pray over you or to pray with you if something is going on through your life that, uh, well, you, maybe you shouldn't be uh, going through by yourself. But China has created a community, like, one like I have not seen in many, many years. She's answered the Lord's calling. She's fulfilling that calling. And she has an anointing on her Uh, well, that just keeps doubling every single day. She is the one you need to get plugged into. So again, head over to CaliforniaPreaching.com. Join her community and get ready for some of the biggest blessings of your life. Any last words, China?
2: Oh my gosh. How, how can I follow that up? Other than just if you if you want a community of women who are praying behind your back, that's the kind of community you want, trust me. So thank you and peace of Christ Ward. Thank you so much for this lovely interview. Praise oh, God.
0: you're very, very welcome. And many blessings to you and Billy and the rest of your family. And ladies and gentlemen, hey. <laughs> Again, go to californiapreaching.com, and as for me, I'll see you next time.